Joining me in the studio this morning is Nancy Mowen, Executive Director with the Jamison Community Center. Good morning, Nancy. Good morning, Vanessa. How are you? I am great. Fantastic. I'm, I'm loving that forecast. Yes, we're going to have some pretty good temperatures. I heard geese flying, heard them loudly. They were honking. <laughs> they were excited. As they were in their V formation. Yes. Really nice to see them flying north. Yes, and it's about time because they're saying bring on the, the spring and the sunshine and the flowers and all that stuff we get to look forward to. So speaking of flowers, I was out in my yard over the weekend and my daffodils are coming up. Already? They're out, yeah, at least an inch out of the ground. Okay, wonderful. So that must mean spring is on its way. Well, you know how we know spring is on the way too. How's it, that? We're getting close to the conference tournaments for basketball. We're in postseason high school basketball and uh, March Madness will be right around the corner. It is. Looking forward to that. Yes, me too. All right, Nancy, what's going on at the Jamison Center? We have a lot going on as as usual. We just wrapped up ILRPP 2.0. So the application deadline for that has passed. The time frame for the landlords to submit their applications is done and so now we're going to be doing some counseling sessions for people who had submitted an application but their landlord did not participate for whatever reason that may be Um, so we will be doing some counseling sessions for them we're also doing some case management services for people who went through ILRPP the first the very first segment last year And then um, some follow-up with people who submitted applications in 2.0. And then hopefully there will be another round of that in the future once they finish up this first round of applications, um, similar to what they did last year. We're hoping to see another round of that. Okay, and remind us what this program was. So it's the Illinois Rental Payment Program And it was designed to help people who were behind on their rent catch back up. So it paid off the back rent and then gave them a few months forward rent. So they had a little cushion so they could get back on their feet. Okay. I think in all we've helped, I know we've helped at least 100 different people um, with that application process. So that's nice to be able to do that. Okay, good. What else is going on? We have our food programs always. Our food pantry is open Monday through Thursday, 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Right now we have some great produce in the refrigerator thanks to Riverbend Food Bank. Families who are 200% of poverty or below, that is the current guidelines set by the federal government, 200% of poverty or below can come and visit us. If they have children, they can come every week. If If there are no children in the household, they can come two times each month. Through a partnership with Loving Bottoms Diaper Bank, we have diapers, adult incontinence products, and period supplies available. And through another partnership with Community Hygiene Pantry, We have some hygiene items. Through them, we have household cleaner, laundry detergent, deodorant, and toothbrushes that families can get once every six months. 
And then we always carry toothpaste, shampoo, soap, and toilet paper. So it's a nice service for people. Um, it's nice that we have the additional products besides food. Those are not covered by a link card. So that's a way for families to help stretch their budget. budget. Oftentimes we find that when money is tight, the grocery store is an easy place to cut back. Your bills have to be paid or your services get cut off or your car gets repossessed or you get an eviction notice. So those, you know, those bills have to be paid. You don't have to spend money at the grocery store. So it's a place where people cut and unfortunately that has some long-term effects. If you don't have adequate food, nutritious food, it impacts your physical health and it impacts your mental health, just your overall well-being. And so we want to make sure that every person in our community has access to a good supply of nutritious food. Okay, wonderful. 10 a.m. to 2 p.m., correct? Yes, Monday through Thursday. And through that, um, through the food pantry, we are also doing shelf-stable meals for the weekend for Mammoth Roseville students in pre-K through sixth grade. And that's been going really well this year. It's awesome to have that partnership with the school district. We partner with Riverbend Food Bank on that project also to get the actual bags of food. Um, We have grant funding from the Illinois Charitable Trust, Warren County United Way, and Toomey Foundation also supports that project. And what's unique about this program, this pre-K through six shelf-stable meals, is when school gets out, it rolls right into your uh, summer meals. It absolutely does. So we want to make sure that kids always have access to good, nutritious food. It's really important for children because their brains are developing and their bodies are developing. And we know that if a child skips a meal, not by choice, that that impact can last into adulthood. There's, there's some significant ramifications of that. And so really important for those young people to have good nutritious food all the time. And a kid should never have to worry about where their food is coming from. I agree. I, I really do. I mean, we, we want all kids to have a shot, have a chance, and uh, having food is important. I'm glad we have the food pantry here and the summer meals for our, our little ones. It's, it's really critical. There was a little boy when I first started working at Jameson, I'd probably been there a year, who caught me outside one day I was doing something in the garden and he came up to me and he said your summer meals can can we come and get get food after school this was in probably late August early September so our summer meals had stopped Mm -hmm. When school was back in session, I said, oh, that we only do those for lunch during the summertime. Now you're getting breakfast and lunch at school. And he said, yeah, but we don't have much to eat for supper. And the look on his face, and as he said it, he looked down at the ground, 
just made such an impression on me. Um, I've carried that with me, and I really want to make sure that children do not have to think about what they're going to eat. The additional stress that that puts on a child, the impact it has on, you know, if your basic needs aren't met, Mm -hmm. that's all you focus on. You can't get to the next level. Right. So really critical that those children have a good supply of food all the time with no questions. Well, and one of the interesting things that uh, I was talking with a financial advisor yesterday in regard to inflation and you're, you're going to see um, families, especially um, middle class, lower middle class, um, upper middle class, you're looking, anybody, actually, it's not a class thing. Everybody's going to face the dilemma of all your necessities, energy prices, gas prices, your food prices, and for whatever reason, uh, I don't say any of that for political, it's just how it is at the Everything moment. Everything is going up. And we've been through this before, but it is. it can be a struggle when you have to get through a cyclical time of high prices. It is. It costs so much more to go to the grocery store. Imagine a fixed income person who nothing rate, you can't raise your social security, um, but your, your energy bill goes up and, and, and again, for whatever reasons, hopefully these things come down. Um, But it's good to have services available to help supplement during those challenging times. It is. And we're seeing an increase we're seeing an increase across the board in our services. So our food pantry numbers had initially declined um, because there was additional assistance through the federal government. They were sending um, some supplemental checks to families that had children, young children. They were getting additional money when the schools weren't serving hot lunches every day. They got some additional money. Right. And our numbers went down. I look at that as a good thing. People use our services when they need to use our services. And if they can go to the grocery store and shop, they do that. It's when they can't afford that. We want to make sure that we have good resources in place to help those families. So we're seeing it in our food pantry. We're seeing it in our senior nutrition program. We were averaging, um, in October, we were averaging about 150 people a day through that program. Now we're at 172, and we have four new participants adding next week. It, it just keeps climbing every week. And again, we're, we're so grateful that with support from our community, federal funding that comes in, state funding that comes in, that we're able to offer these programs and keep those basic needs in place for people. Good. We're also helping with bill pay assistance. We have a few funds that we can draw draw from. Um, Our rapid response funding that we've used, um, we've we've been fortunate to have that money throughout the pandemic to be able to assist people with household expenses, you know, that are COVID related. Right now, I think everybody has 
additional expenses that are COVID related. I mean, increase in cost, a lot of that is due to the supply chain breakdown. Um, uh, There's just a, a huge number of things that can impact somebody. Maybe a childcare closes because of quarantining and, you know, the person then doesn't have any child care, can't go to work. There's just a multitude of things that we're hearing. So many, so many varied circumstances. Um, again, we are so grateful that we have that support. Um, the, the bill pay assistance all comes from our local community. Okay. There is no grant. There is no... There's no um, government money available for that that we're that we're accessing to actually directly pay a check to to someone for their you know like the city of Monmouth for a water bill or a pharmacy for a prescription. Sure, that money all comes locally, and for two years we've not turned people away that have called us for assistance. And that's pretty incredible. Pretty incredible. It is. Okay, Nancy. Um, it is eight twenty-eight. What else uh, do you have this morning? We have a couple other things I want to I want to touch on. Our thrift store is having a bag sale, which means we have small bags and we have large bags, and it's all the clothing clothing that you can stuff into a bag. I believe the small bags are $5 and the large bags are $10. Um, Great value for people if they're looking for things. We also have some furniture in stock. So if people are looking for some household furniture at reasonable prices, come visit us. We've got a lot in there. Okay. Last thing I want to touch on is our learning center. In, In the fall... We were able, through a partnership with Monmouth Roseville, we were able to double the number of students that we have um, enrolled in the Learning Center. We provide tutoring for children in first through sixth grade. We focus on reading, writing, and math because those are the fundamental areas that children need um, to be successful in school. We don't do homework help. We follow curriculum that we've purchased. It's very structured. And I just want to say a thousand kudos to Kathy Mines, who's our director of that program, and all of the tutors who are working with children every day. I had a brief conversation with Kathy yesterday about one particular student that the school was asking for a progress report on and I asked her how he did. He started in the end of October and he has already gained one full year. Oh, good. Good, good, good. One full year in that short amount of time. Fantastic. It's, it's just a, I have, I have goosebumps thinking about the difference that that makes for those children. Oh, absolutely. And real quick, uh, the Knights of Columbus Hall, get an update on that, the future of that. For You, you spoke about child care earlier. Yes. So that, that is um, a down the, down the pipe 
thing coming for us. We will be offering childcare to families in the area. Right now, we're um, talking to a couple different architecture firms to get some pricing on that, and then we will proceed with the construction planning phase. We also have some roof repair that we have to do in the interim. We had a little bit of we had a little bit of water in when we had that very large snow and it melted on the flat roof. So we've got that to take care of um, in the immediate future. Um, but so we're making progress on that. We've got our our vision of how many classrooms we want the the teaching staff that we'll have in place. So now we're pairing that with the recommendations um, from the architects so that we can make the best use of that space. Okay. Sounds good, Nancy. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Have a great week. You too. Nancy Mallon with us, Executive Director with the Jamison Community Center on 1330 WRAM and FM 94.1.